Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hi, everybody. This is Hondo Carpenter from Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, the Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast, part of the Fans First Sports Network. As you all know, every week I do a question and answer article where I take your questions and answer them and and analyze them and give you some thoughts. And we will always continue to do that. In fact, obviously, all the questions are there. But I'm going to keep two or three each week that I do on the video for the article so you can read the article and then also watch the video and get those. And I want to get to some because I had some interesting ones this week that I really wanted to hit. The first one comes and I got a few that were very similar to each other. So I, I picked this one. It comes to us from Anthony G and Anthony says, why do you play praise players that aren't great? Now, first of all, let me say that we do things differently. We are professionals. We're not dropping F-bombs, and you don't have to attack people's character. And now, if you think that means I won't say something about someone's character, then you clearly weren't following me when the Raiders selected Damon Arnett. Um, I was very vocal. There were several teams that didn't have him on their draft board in any round. I had come from covering the Big Ten, and everyone knew Damon Arnett was an issue. Um, not, I mean, again, I, I am 
not against if somebody has character issues to point that out. But I'm also a professional. And let's use Jermaine Illuminor for an example. Because when I went through and talked about role players, I never said these guys were building blocks. I never said that these guys were people that are rock solid. I didn't. Go back and watch. Go back and read what I wrote. I talked about role players. And if they're on the roster at this moment and they're not building blocks, then they're role players. So if if it bothers you that I'm talking about players where they're at and I'm not attacking them personally, then clearly you're not looking for a journalist. You're looking for somebody who's going to throw gas on the fire. And that's fine if that's what suits you. That's not what I do. So I want to use Jermaine, two players in particular. Actually, let's choose probably four that got people really angry. I talked about Jermaine Illuminor. Now, in the interest of full disclosure, I really like Jermaine. He's a wonderful guy. And uh, take football aside from it, Jermaine is a really, really good guy. I genuinely enjoy him. I look forward to talking to him. Um, Great guy. Now, clearly, because I wrote it before the draft, the Raiders would have liked to have upgraded at right tackle. That's a fair statement. That's not saying Jermaine Illuminor sucks. It's saying that they wanted to upgrade. I think um, there were injury issues, and at times he absolutely got blew up, which I said. But the Raiders really believe in him. Now, to Jermaine's credit, and a lot of you wouldn't know this, he has busted his rump this offseason and has really worked hard. The Raiders didn't upgrade because they felt like Okay, you know, we're we're good with him. Now, doesn't mean somebody's not going to get cut and they're going to go sign somebody. It doesn't mean they're not going to make a trade. It doesn't mean that a UDFA like Dalton Wagner couldn't step up. I never said he was a Hall of Famer. I never even said he was a building block. I said a role player. I understand that the word fan comes from the word fanatic. And I get that. And without fanatics, I don't have a job. So I greatly appreciate you. I'm not going to talk down to fans. But I'm also not just going to go blow people up. This person's a bomb. This one sucks. This one's terrible. Shouldn't be in the NFL. I mean, have you ever been paid millions of dollars to play in the NFL? So you may not like the way a person plays, but to call them a bum when they're cashing the checks, I'm sorry. And especially when they're not bums, if I know they're working hard. Um, Let's use Brandon Parker, another one I talked about, didn't play last year. They kept him around. Why? They think there's potential there. Do I think it's a surefire thing he makes the roster? No. Did I call him a building block? No. I said he was a role player. And I said that at times he played and performed very well when he was healthy. And that's true. But did you not hear at times? See, you have to be able, this is one of the problems that I think we have in our country is that I can't disagree with people without having to blow you up. You know, I'm going to talk about players as fairly as I can. Was Jermaine Illuminor an all pro? No. Was Brandon Parker? No. 
Do they both have tape, which I said previously, where you can show them getting blown up? Yes. But they all both also have tape where they played well. Now, part of this problem is that a lot of people don't understand. You've got a hard salary cap. You can't go pay a ton of superstars <clears throat> and have a team that competes. It's part of the reason why Aaron Rodgers, it hurt the pack because they couldn't go get some key pieces because they had so much money wrapped up into him. It's why it made no sense to me that the Jets would make that move and tie in $60 million into it. It just didn't make sense. So you have to have role players and you got to have guys that can do it. Now, this staff, and if you think that Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler want to get fired, I don't have anything to say to you. I, I can't I can't talk to people that are irrational. You're certainly welcome to think what you want. But at this point, they've been willing to roll the dice on Jermaine Illuminor, and they know what he is. Now, again, I think that if there's a chance to upgrade, they would. But he's been working his tail off this offseason. I fully expect Jermaine to come in in the best shape of his life. How does that translate on the field? I don't know. But again, two good guys. All right, Keelan Cole. I had people giving me trouble because I, you know, talked about Keelan Cole. I think that his spot is definitely up on the roster. I wouldn't be shocked if he didn't make the team. And again, I said that previously. Oh, but you know, you just act like all these guys are great. No, I don't. I think there are, if you're not a building block or a rookie to a guy entering his third year, I a role player is somebody that can be upgraded over. Period. Okay, let's use Brian Hoyer. I've known Brian Hoyer for decades. Brian, I'm friends with Brian Hoyer personally. I know his beautiful wife and family. His mother and father are my friends. I'm friends with his brothers and sisters. I, I you know, I'll just leave it there. I'm friends with him, okay? Do I think Brian Hoyer is a quarterback that's going to go out and compete with Tom Brady to be one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game? No. Do I think he's in a position right now where Jimmy Garoppolo is? No. And he's my friend. Do I think if Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler thought they could bring someone else in who would do better than Brian Hoyer that they would? Yes. And I'm his friend. See, Brian Hoyer's character as a man, second to none. Tremendous father. Great son. Great grandson. Knew his grandma Oma very well. Great husband. Great guy. I'm proud that Brian Hoyer's my friend. But I'm also not pretending that Brian Hoyer's Tom Brady. And so if you're not able to differentiate between the ability of not questioning someone's character if you know they're a good person, but still, okay, I called them role players. I talked about the fact that they're that the Raiders would like to upgrade. I'm going to tell you right now, every role player I talked about, the Raiders would like to upgrade from. But upgrading requires, can I fit it in the salary cap? Does it fit in our long-range plans? See, Bad drafting for so many years has the Raiders having to go, go out and give short-term free agent contracts to guys 
to fill gaps that should be filled by guys that are on four-year deals that you're developing. Look at what the Eagles are doing. Look at what the Chiefs are doing. They consistently lose guys. They go out and draft well. Those guys plug holes. And then over time, they become great. And then they have to make a decision. Do we sign them or go back and get another rookie? So I'm I'm sorry if you don't have the ability to ascertain the difference between being critical of somebody's play but not making it personal. Every one of the players that I reviewed and called role players are players that the Raiders would like to upgrade from. That's a fact. Every NFL team would like to upgrade every single player if they can get better. When Tom Brady was at the height of his greatness, Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniels, would have loved to move on from Tom Brady if they felt there was a better option. So when I call guys role players, I didn't call them building blocks. I didn't call them stars. Okay, do I think Jermaine Illuminor, a Keelan Cole, um, a Brandon Parker, or a Max Crosby, or a Devontae Adams? Come on. Give me a break. But I also think all three of them are hard workers. All three of them are guys that at a certain price point, you say, okay, I may not be getting A from them, but C works at the price I'm paying because the guy next to him, I'm, I'm paying as a C, but is working as a B. All of that. This is where it's more than just X's and O's on Sundays. This is where Josh McDaniels, I believe one of the biggest areas, and I think there were several, but one of the areas where he failed in Denver is the best teams have an ability to manage salary cap and roster. Okay, this guy isn't an A, but he's a B and I'm paying him like a C. I can deal with that. And so I just want to address that. And I appreciated you asked me about it because it's frustrating. I told one person, then go get your information somewhere else. But that's just not how we work. You know, when, when you see a fan, this person sucks. He's terrible. He's horrible. Okay. And and there were times last year I played, I, I wrote about guys, just played terrible. But if I also know that somebody's a high character guy, I'm going to say, and I'm, I'm going to say something, you know what? Not playing well, role player. I think the Raiders would like to upgrade. Great guy, but need to upgrade. I'm sorry, that that's called being civil. It's called being professional. And I'll never, for the sake of clicks or views, change that about who I am. That's called character. The next comes to us from John, from John B. And John says, good, solid, fair analysis. Would love it, Hondo, if in addition to your admission of estimating 22 Raiders, if you would give us a lesson or maybe an insight from that and how fans like me can think about the state of the Raiders in 2023 and beyond. That's a great question. I'm going to answer part of it because our third question answers the other part. There are several things. And by the way, what he's referencing is, is I've been very open. My This is my fourth season covering the Raiders. And my first two, I nailed it. I give you what I think the floor has to be for a successful season and what I think the ceiling is. First two years, I nailed it. This year, for this season to be considered successful, in my opinion, the, the, the floor is a seven. And I think max wins on this team is a nine. But I missed it last year. I said I thought the Raiders were going to go 12 and five and win the AFC West on the last game of the year. See, I don't mind putting out there when I miss it 
because that's being professional. That's not flaming me. That's reminding you that I know I, I made a mistake and you as the, the reader and the viewer and the listener deserves to understand that I'm not God at this. I'm just telling you that my track record over several decades of predicting the teams that I cover is extremely well. Last year was terrible. It's okay. I'm not mad about that. I'm, I'm not embarrassed. I did my very best and I'm back doing it this year where I say seven is the ceiling, nine, seven is the floor, nine is the ceiling. And I'm, I'm going to go with nine this year. So the gentleman asked me, can, can you give us some insight? First of all, I temper <clears throat> anything I hear from inside a building. And that's not because teams will lie to me. I have very good relationships. It's because oftentimes the people that are closest to it are extremely optimistic. So again, when I get to Gladys's question next, I'm going to get into more on why I missed it last year, but I'm going to talk about some insight and some things I have this year. Okay. The Raiders, um, let's look at several positions. The defensive backfield last year was terrible. It is extremely improved this year. Marcus Epps was a great addition. You bring Brandon Face on in and some other free agent corners. They weren't the only ones. You know, you go out and get a Chris Smith. There's a lot that this team did bringing in new talent. The defensive backfield is going to be a competition. The defensive backfield for the Raiders, they may not have, may not have brought in a lot of sexy names. There isn't a Devin Witherspoon. But I'm going to tell you around the National Football League, Marcus Epps is extremely respected. That's a guy that had an opportunity to go to a lot of places. He chose the, the Raiders. I don't think he's getting enough press. I don't think he's getting enough discussion. But I think Chris Smith was a great underrated draft pick. I think Jacorian Bennett, a great underrated draft pick. Brandon Faison. And there are some other guys as well. So, again, I think there's an upgrade there defensively. Defensive line, you had Byron Young, who I think is an upgrade. He's going to bring pressure immediately. You you go out and, and get a, a, a uh, Silvera. And Jaden Estes Silvera, and um, excuse me, uh, you bring him in. Um, I'm gonna get to him in a minute. I, I think he'll make the team, so I think he'll be better. I think that you go and you look at it at Tyree Wilson. I think you look at some other defensive players that have been added along the line. You go to linebacker, all right. Denzel Perriman was a great linebacker who just could not stay healthy. Great guy. Man, he was a terrific person. I really like him as a man and a great player. But your best ability is availability. And I wrote about this the other day, but the Raiders are the biggest gamblers in Las Vegas because they're they're gambling on Jimmy Garoppolo. But they go out and get a Robert Spillane. This is a guy, I think it was the last seven games of the year, for the Steelers, he played every defensive snap and every special teams and just rocked out. Now, I know for a fact the Steelers did not want to lose him, made him a strong offer, and expected to keep him. But because of their salary cap situation, with the money the Raiders were willing to pay, they couldn't match it. It hurt the Steelers, that Robert's play, and it hurt them. I'm telling you, I know that 100% for a fact. 
they were extremely disappointed that they lost him. This is a guy that's going to be there every single play. This is a guy who's never who's not injured. He is a baller. Now, does he is his game perfect? No. Does he have some weaknesses? He sure does. But he's an upgrade in the fact that he's very close to Denzel, but he, he's always going to be there. So his best ability is his availability. They go and get Drake Thomas as a UDFA, who I'm not predicting right now is going to make the team. I think for sure he makes the practice, but I think he's got a shot there. There's also Amari Bernie, who's a rookie they went and got out there. Okay, I still don't think they're done at linebacker. I'll be shocked if they don't sign or at least trade for one. I keep saying, don't forget that part of the year. So I don't think they're done with linebacker. But I certainly do not think linebacker um, is worse than last year. I think you could maybe call it a wash. But when you look at a better defensive backfield, a better defensive line, and a linebacking core that stays the same, I think that's the reason to be optimistic that the record will be better. I mean, the reason is, is, you know, two years ago, the Raiders made the playoffs and they won a lot of close games. Last year, they had, a, you know, they, they got some wins, but they lost a lot of close games. I think there was a lot of disconnect between Derek Carr and Josh McDaniels. That is not going to be there this year, even if. Jimmy isn't healthy. Brian Hoyer understands exactly what the system is. And if Brian Hoyer gets injured, age Aiden O'Connell, even though he'll be a rookie, the time he spent with those guys, he's going to know what Josh McDaniels is looking for. Okay. Josh Jacobs is back. The offensive line, they, you know, I think McClendon Curtis is going to push guys. I think he's going to make the 53 man. But you get a group of guys back with some continuity. I mentioned the fact Andre James is a great guy, um, but I, I think he may be pushed for his job last year of his deal. That's But he is a role player. That's not calling him, you know, the greatest center in the NFL. Alex Bars. I love Alex. Great guy. Okay, do I think that he's going to be pushed? I do. And guess what? Any of them who listen to what I say, okay, he's fair. and And it's factual. There's going to be pushing. Again, I don't think they're done adding players on the offensive line or linebacker. And I think these guys who are role players are all subject to losing their job. So I look at the upgrade of the roster, and it's clearly there. Wide receiver is, I mean, Dorsett, great addition. Jacoby Myers, great addition. I like the addition of Tucker. I think there's a good chance Keelan Cole doesn't even make the team. I'm not ruling him out because the kid's a competitor and he's going to fight and compete. But again, not attacking character of people who have good character. We're talking football. Now, let's look at some other things. They bring in some different coaches. I think they absolutely upgraded on special teams. They had to do something in special teams. They brought in you know, some, some, some other guys to help formulate the plan. Is it everything that I would have done? Probably not. I probably would have made a, not probably, I would have made a change at defensive back. I think Nate Hobbs and Trayvon Morig um, are two guys that looked exceptionally well as rookies and in their sophomore campaign under a new regime looked terrible. So I, I probably would have made a change. 
But knowing Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler the way I do, they're very thorough. I'm sure they looked at why did this happen to these guys. I'm sure they probably talked to the coaching staff. What are some things we could have done better with them? There's also an addition of a new scheme. And they decided to keep their coaches. Okay, both of those coaches have proven track records in the past of being good. So maybe they said, listen, we're going to give one year as a mulligan. Okay, this is Josh McDaniels' future. If he gets fired from the Raiders, he's not going to get a third head coaching job. So he's not out here saying, gee, let's keep people that are going to get me fired. He clearly believes in them. I, I believe in a lot of what I see from Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler. So I'm going to give them the benefit of a doubt. I'll tell you what, the defensive backfield coaches are both really great guys. I, I know what some of the players have told me about them off the field, the way they care about players, the way that, that, that players matter to them. So I can say that I didn't think they did a good job coaching, but it doesn't mean they're bad people. And so I look at those things for optimism. Then I talk to people around the league who I trust, whose job it is is to analyze the Raiders. How do you think they did? Mayer, I believe, even though he's a rookie, is going to be a complete upgrade, certainly over Foster Moreau, dear God. And I think better than Darren Waller. Darren Waller was a great wide receiver. Foster Moreau was a good blocker. Michael Mayer is a great wide receiver and a great blocker. He is the combination of what you want. Now, he's way too young. So I'm going to give you a comparison, which I hate doing with rookies. But he has he is farther along right now than where Rob Gronkowski was in his career. And we know what Rob did in the Josh McDaniels system. So I think that's good. I think Austin Hooper, absolute upgrade. So if you told me we got to get rid of Darren Waller and Foster Moreau, but we're going to add a Michael Mayer and an Austin Hooper, bingo, make it, do it, get it done. And then you add uh, Howard, who is a guy from Alabama that hasn't been able to stay healthy. He's your third. So does he get pushed? Absolutely. I'll be talking more about that in, a, in the coming weeks. But he's a guy that if he is able to stay healthy, he has all of the physical attributes to be super good. Now, from what I'm hearing on him is that there's a lot of optimism on, on his health and where he's at, that, that he's healed and that he's ready to go. If that's the case, I would have traded you um, Waller and Moreau for Mayer and for um, Hooper. Now you throw Howard into the mix. That's an upgrade. Okay, you look at wide receiver. I told you about Dorsett. You know, and there are other guys. And I think wide receiver is upgraded. And I still say, I think that after June 1st, Hunter Renfro will be gone. And I love Hunter. He is a great human being, awesome husband, awesome father, and an all-pro football player. But after that happens, if it does, I'm going to come back and tell you why I thought this would happen, why I'm the first one to say it, and why I'm standing by it. Irregardless, I guess that's a stupid word, regardless, um, I think this wide receiver core is better, and I think it's going to be um, – so the offense is going to be better. So then let's look at special teams. 
You got Daniel Carlson and A.J. Cole, the best kicker-punter combination, in my opinion, in the National Football League. Letting Trent Sieg go uh, really stirred some people up, okay? But they bring in a new special teams coordinator that thinks Jacob Bob and Moyer uh, is an upgrade from Denver. And, okay, that's what you think. You're rolling the dice. But, again, these guys don't want to get fired. So, clearly, there was something they saw that they felt we can upgrade from. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt until they prove to me that they haven't earned that. So I look at the roster. I'm, I keep hearing people say the roster isn't any better. I don't know how you can objectively look at all of the players they added and say that. I think if you're a fan, you can say it because there isn't a lot of big names. But as a professional analyst, and I'm analyzing grown men who are paid a lot of money, I owe it to them, and more importantly, I owe it to you, the readers, listeners, and viewers, to present to you um, an analysis that's based in fact and not based on big name or not. It's like the All-Pro. A lot of guys get voted the All-Pro, shouldn't be there, but they get voted there because of their name. Same thing happens in free agency. Oh, man, we didn't sign anybody. You may have not signed any names, but, man, you got consistent players. I, like I said, I know the Steelers felt the pain of losing Spillane. Now, the great depth allowed a team to let a Marcus Epps go because they knew in their salary cap they had a bunch of players on four-year deals that they were paying less. And so it worked out because they're going to have to pay a quarterback that they could afford to let an Epps go, but it doesn't mean he's not a great safety. It doesn't mean he can't be really, really solid and good. I expect next year – when I'm analyzing this team and I talk about building blocks, Epps is going to be one of them. Now, the last thing that I do is I talk, like I mentioned, I talk to people around the league. What are your thoughts on the Raider roster? Do you like the Raider roster? Do you think the Raider roster is an improvement? Where do you think they got hurt? Where do you think they got better? I'm going to give you a great example. Last year, I was extremely critical of them letting Brandon face on goal. I proved to be correct. Now he's back this year. Okay. I think it was a great addition to bring him back. I think he's going to be solid on the team. The last one comes to us from Gladys W. Who asked me, why did you misjudge the 2022 season? I misjudged it on two places. And I really appreciate you asking this question, Gladys. I don't mind being held accountable. And I kind of want you to go through my thinking process. So let's go back and do what I just did. They upgraded Hunter Renfro. I'm excuse me, they upgraded to Devontae Adams. You're adding the best wide receiver in the game. They um, did some things. They brought in a Dylan Parham, who proved to be as good as I thought that he was. They um, upgraded in certain places. I'm going to put certain. Now, I listened intently and the thing that got me was every single player and i'm not talking about with a camera on every single player raved about the new system they thought that's how good they were going to be i know there were some reports from people saying oh no ziggler and mcdaniels knew day one this team wasn't any good i am telling you that is absolutely factually inaccurate. They believed. 
Now, they're shortly into the year, they realized that there were holes. And the biggest disconnect with last team, and I want to get to this, they weren't great. But they lost several games that they should have won. And I believe if the disconnect had not been there between Derek Carr and Josh McDaniels, that they would have won those games. There's not going to be that disconnect with Jimmy Garoppolo if he's healthy. So, but what got me was when I talked to people around the league. Now, you have to understand, I'm not talking about talking to people for the first time. I'm talking about talking with people um, who I've known for years, who've given me great information. I'll give you an example. Um, Years ago, when the Denver Broncos picked Tim Tebow in the first round, in my mock draft, I was the only media writer who had Tim Tebow going in the first round. Um, You may remember I was on Mike and Mike and other national shows afterwards. People wanted to talk about that I had that right. Well, I knew people in the league who had told me things. I knew things that had been said. I knew that the Denver Broncos really liked Tim Tebow. And so I was able to make that pick. Those same kind of people gave me terrific information on the Raiders last year, and they thought they were better. Now, you also may remember going into the 22 season, there were some critical free agent losses for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, And so I counted that into it. So it wasn't just because the players told me or the Raider coaches or the Raider management or other people told me that around the NFL. It was everywhere that I analyzed that everyone was saying, man, they're going to be good. The Chiefs are going to be better. Now, I have given the Chiefs a ton of credit since last year because they did lose key players, but their ability to draft and plug guys with four-year contracts in and let other guys go has proven to be their one of the secrets to their sustained success. So, Gladys, that's how I did it. Now, let's talk about um, what I put in safeguards or how do I put in safeguards to make sure last year doesn't happen again. Well, Last year was the second worst prediction year I've ever had. And about a decade ago, covering Big Ten football, I had another prediction that was um, terrible as well. In that situation, a team had a ton of internal strife. That's stuff you don't know about. They had players with off-field issues, and they had the talent and the coaching. But um, clearly, there was a lot of internal strife. Last year, as the internal tension built between Derek and Josh, I think it just really doomed the team. That pressure's gone. Um, Everybody I've talked to, yeah, it feels different. And again, nobody's trashing Derek. Nobody was trashing Josh. It just was a relationship that didn't work. I remember I had two friends that uh, got divorced. They were married for a long time, got divorced. No need to get into why the divorce, but there was a divorce. And when that happens, a lot of people feel like, man, I've got to pick one side or the other. And both of them said to people, hey, you can be both of our friends. And this happened and it was for the best. Today, they co-parent tremendously well together with their uh, couple of their kids. And you know what? It didn't work out. I wish it had, but it didn't. Same thing. Derek Carr, great guy. Didn't fit with Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels, great guy. Didn't fit with Derek Carr. But I can tell you this, 
and I can tell you this factually, Derek does not hate Josh McDaniels, and Josh McDaniels does not hate Derek Carr. Josh really believed in him, and I believe Derek really for a time believed in him as well. It just didn't work. So, Gladys, I hope that gives you some insight. Am I going to make a lot of huge changes? No, because I've been doing it for decades, and it has worked very well for me. I just think last year, along with one other year, uh, about a decade ago, was an anomaly. But I try to get sources all over and then make my assessment. And so I'm not going to make as lot of changes off of one year. I mean, I got my first two years of the Raiders right. I'm going to kind of stay right here on par for course and keep moving forward with how I predict stuff. So there are the exclusive questions for the video and the pod. The rest are in my article. I appreciate all of you. Thank you so much for joining here, us here on the Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast, part of the uh, Fans First Sports Network, and of course, Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation Raiders today. Appreciate y'all. Have a wonderful day. God bless you. We'll see you again soon. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com.